0: Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, We are your hosts. I am Steve, and with me always is Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? I am Jen. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Um, So uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about a very specific person and this person's feuds with specific people, okay? Uh, And like kind of the culmination of it. I I know I'm being very cryptic, but um, essentially we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift's feuds. and. You know she's been in the news for the past few months you know for a variety of reasons
1: i mean she's been in the news pretty much her entire I, agreed, career yeah agreed
0: uh but specifically it's about like her feud with scoot how do you say his last name scooter Braun. Braun. Mm-hmm. um and we'll get to that hopefully some point soon um but you know just a disclaimer this isn't to talk about like we will get into like the gossipy stuff but this isn't To talk about like Taylor Swift gossip. We're not going to be talking about her dating life. We're not going to be talking about her exes. That's
1: another two hours.
0: Exactly. We're not talking about, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Mayer. We will be talking about some of those related feuds, but as they relate to why she and Scooter and Big Machine have been in the news as of late. So, um, Jed, I'm going to throw it over to you. Can you take us kind of through like a brief overview of some of the. Some, how did we get here? here? Yeah, how did we get well, here? Well, so I feel like,
1: um, I almost feel like some of the fights that she, or the feuds that she's had with other people, um, really are in, like, different, a different category than, mm-hmm. than the feud that we really want to talk about. Because, agree. Because, um... What we are going to get to again? We're talking very cryptically here, but um, is is very much tied to like her identity as an art, like a, a creator of yes. an art, right? Um, but I think you know if we think about Taylor Swift, um, first of all, I'm a fan. You're not a fan.
0: I of her music. Yes. Uh, no. no I I, I I like a lot of the 1989 post okay. and and
1: afters. I am a huge fan of her entire music catalog. Um, Your wife is obviously like the biggest fan that we both know. Um, But Taylor has always been quote unquote problematic in, in different, different circles. Right. So, but I think this happens when you become, famous and when you become a celebrity like literally everything that you do is picked apart i think what makes this a little bit different and you know what i'm kind of like smirking here because um she's literally staring at me there's a photo of taylor swift on your wall and she's glaring at me the entire time i'm talking about her so i feel like taylor's in this room right now um but Really, like, throughout all of her feuds, like, and as she's gotten more popular and built this fan base, which she has spent a lot of time engaging Mm -hmm. with and, like, building up, um, I would almost say that, like, you know, the Bayhive, like, Beyonce's, who are crazy, right? Like, there was that thing a couple weeks ago where, like... um, Beyoncé and Jay Z oh were at gosh, a basketball you're game, right. and like someone leaned over
0: to the Golden State Warriors' owner's wife,
1: and it turned out she was asking Jay Z what she, what he wanted to drink, but because she leaned over to talk to him, like.
0: And Beyonce oh, had a face mm-hmm. And she
1: was probably just concentrating on the game or whatever. It yeah. just, to me, it didn't look like she was giving her a stink face, like, do not talk to my husband. But that's how it was widely interpreted and, like, memed. And, like, this woman got, like, death threats from, like, Beyonce's fans, <laughs> I right? Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> but, like, these, but these are people who are such huge fans of Beyonce. And I would almost venture to say that Beyonce does not engage with her fans in the same way that like Taylor engages with her. Fans. I think that's because Beyonce will post photos, will do things, but you have no idea. She's not inviting she's them not re- to your house, house for a listening yeah. party. Yeah. yeah. You don't know where she lives. Like, I bet you, I think Taylor's houses are Googleable because like so many people have gone to them for like listening parties and stuff. So, yeah. so like she's active on Tumblr, which, you know, nobody really uses except for me. Um, True. She is constantly engaged and what that's created is this fan base that she deploys for certain things, right? It's a really good verb. Yeah. Here we go. I think her longest feud maybe not her longest, but her like one of the bigger feuds that she's had is with Katy Perry, right? So this one hurt my soul because it's like a girl on girl feud. Did I love Bad Blood, which is a song that people widely consider being about Katy Perry? Sure, I loved it. I loved the video. I loved singing along to it. But it, you know, for somebody who is very much like girl power, and that was a very specific period in her life where she was all about her girl squad, coined the term squad, like, was never photographed without like six girls with her, all about friendship. Again, probably undoing a little bit of the damage that, like, her image was getting from, like, all of these, like, boyfriends and her being boy crazy. And I'm going to say all of that in quotes because, like, who knows? Um, So this was a very specific period in her life where she really built up friendships. And then, but on the flip side, she's completely eviscerating Katy Perry without even saying. And that's, that's not true. Like, she did. She allu- She gave so many clues without saying it was Katy Perry that people figured it out. And she also never makes denied a game it. Out of and it. she makes a game out of it. Like she sold a lot of music from it. She profited from it. Um, but basically, it was just it was a dispute over booking, like backup dancers. For yeah, that's, it. that's what it comes I mean, down to.
0: Allegedly, um, that's- yeah. Pretty much when
1: it comes And, out. like, it's funny, because, like, obviously in the hip-hop and rap world, there's a lot of, like, diss tracks, and like, <sighs> and, like, really, like, Taylor Swift put out Bad Blood, and then, like, Katy Perry puts out Swish Swish, and it's just like, girls, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is so stupid. Um, so basically, you know, uh, I think they both have grown up, and, like, in 2017, like, Perry
0: started saying like
1: i wouldn't want it to make peace i want to make peace and then she sent her a literal olive branch and then um like taylor swift thanked her for it in an instagram story yep. and all of a sudden they are best friends now yep. and now she's in her new music video you need to calm oh, down interesting. which is i loved it and so that came to an end and yep. that's great great sure um you know she's she's quote-unquote, feuded with Nicki Minaj. Um, This was one of those things that was not really a good look for uh, Taylor Swift. Um, When... Um, Bad Blood was nominated for a 2015 VMA Award. Um, Nicki Minaj was upset that her Anaconda video was not nominated. So she, like, tweeted something about, like, if your video celebrates women with very slim bodies, you'll be nominated for Video of the Year, which many people took as a slam towards Taylor, Taylor Swift yeah. because, like, Taylor Swift is very slim. Yeah. And she literally tweets back, like, I've done nothing but love and support you. And, like, you know, it's unlike you to pit women against each other. Once yeah. again, a little bit of a eye roll there yeah, because yeah. you're you, but you built yeah. your entire She like, ended up deleting that, right? Yeah. Um, maybe one of the men took your slot. Like, she literally went at it. I remember that. And then it just became a larger conversation about like racism in the music industry. Um, <laughs> And Katy Perry had to chime in. Like, I was just like, oh, this is so stupid. But um, the feud kind of faded out. And, like, Minaj and Swift, like, they were, like, seen hugging it out. And, like, the 2015 VMAs. Do you know much about the Kanye West feud? Because I'd like for you to talk about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, so. I mean, I'm going to let you finish, but that's the (laughs) best feud of all time.
0: I mean, the way I... Oh God, it feels like a lifetime ago, but the the things that I remember is, you know...
1: It was um, in 2009.
0: That's... Wow. That's that, a
1: decade that, ago. That makes yeah. me feel
0: really old. Yeah. So Taylor Swift wins for... It's probably... Best me,
1: female video. Best
0: female video mm-hmm. over single ladies mm-hmm. uh, with Beyonce and Kanye. Which is a
1: great iconic video, by the it way. It is. So I And Connie
0: ends up taking... I, I feel like he like, was winning the feud, excuse me, after the night. Yeah. But in the moment, I remember people being like, well, you look foolish because Single Ladies won for Best Video of the Like, it won a larger award, Mm -hmm. a more broad award. Mm -hmm. It's just that Taylor won for, like, the Best Female video. Um, So he, like, rushes the stage while she's accepting the speech and says, you know, I'm going to let you finish, but... Um, was it Single Ladies? I Mm -hmm, forget. mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that was one of the best videos of all time, Mm -hmm. right? That becomes a meme that it's like a a huge joke and they clearly have bad blood. Beyonce goes on, when she wins her award, addresses Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure Beyonce
1: was like, please leave me out of this. I don't need any of this.
0: You know, Um, and then they end up feuding for for years and they both make songs about the event. You know what I mean? Um, And then they like make up. Right? kind of yeah kind of and then and then Kanye refers to Taylor Swift in a song and Taylor like says like I you know Never here we gave go him again permission. you know here we go again you know what i mean this guy i forgave him and then he does it. and then Kim Kardashian West ends up releasing videos that show heavily edited heavily edited videos that show that Taylor Swift actually was okay with, like she had prior knowledge of the song, but then she claims that the stuff that she was okay with was not the part of the song that she had great, yes,
1: so in the the video recording, she is like, "I love the le- I love this, like yeah, like, totally use me, and like but so which totally contradicts like um." Like her being like, I'm appalled by the fact that, yeah. like, Kanye is using me in this video. Again, I think it was edited. I don't think she heard the lyric of, like, I made this bitch famous. Like, that's the, lyric yeah, exactly. that's the contention. Um, but that's kind of when the public tide started turning against her. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: 100%. 100%. Um, and, and that was kind of where this whole reputation snake yeah. snake era snake image that she's appropriated in reputation like kind of was born, right? Like she needed to be this phoenix. I was like rising from the ashes again and yeah. building herself back up again because that yeah. really like I think it was a it was a true test of like what like the public, not like the die-hard Taylor fans, but like just the general public like yeah. And I think they leaned and, more on like Taylor. You're now you're just like being manipulative and lying and playing games, yeah.
0: and and more so than that. I think I mean on, not more so on top. I think that's the majority of it. And then on top of that, though, it's just like why? Yeah. Like why? Like why are you always in the middle? Yes. Of stuff.
1: But it's not, you're in the middle. It's a lot of, why are you creating? Yes. This,
0: yes. Right? And then, she, and you know, you can also tell like with a lot of those like reputation music videos, it's so clear that she's hears and I don't know, I wouldn't, I would never go so far as to assume that she cares, but she definitely hears everything mm-hmm. and she references it multiple times in yeah. multiple songs. Yeah. You know, I mean, she made a whole album about her quote unquote reputation. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, you know, it's very – up until this point, right, it's very black and white. It's it's Because at the end of the day, none of this really matters, mm-hmm. right? None of this – this is all just about, like, personal stuff. None of this is actually about music. None of this is about the music industry. It's about industry.
1: a reputation. It's about yes. your image, your brand. A hundred yeah. thousand percent. Right? But I will say before we get to that, mm-hmm. what we need to talk about – there have been other times where things have directly affected her career or music. So she had a feud with Spotify. So oh, when that's Swift, right. when that's her 1989 over. album was released in 2014, um, it was missing from Spotify. Mm-hmm. And then she yanked the rest of the catalog of her stuff that was on Spotify like a month later. And she explained it by saying, you know, the music business is changing so quickly. And like, um, I'm not willing to contribute my life's work to what I feel is an experiment, like things like Spotify, Mm -hmm. um, that I don't feel fairly compensates the writers, the producers, artists, and creators of music. So um, it doesn't feel right to me, and that's why I'm pulling uh, pulling stuff. So, um, you know, I think Spotify in in the beginning kind of just, like, had a lot of... tried to have fun with it, like, so they, like, would create playlists called, like, What to Play While Taylor's Away and stuff like that. But I think they, like slowly started realizing like you know what like we need to get her back on this platform um but also the points that she's making like it's detrimental to like our core line of business so they started you know like talking i think um and so then um i forget how long that time period was but then she like became back on the Mm. uh, on the streaming service um
0: and i think that this is where it's like yeah Okay, this whole like advocacy for other yes. artists. And she did the same really thing
1: starts. with Apple too. So I, like I, the I year after that, that yeah. like Apple Music was doing free trials for anyone who was willing to um like try out Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um and then they quietly told label that artists wouldn't be seeing any royalties for those streams during those trials because obviously they're not getting paid for it like apple's not getting paid for it and so she like literally took to tumblr to be like that's crazy like this isn't about me like i'm on my fifth album i can support myself but like like new artists or band that like just released their first single and they're not going to get paid a single cent for the work that they are putting out because of a business like that's it's you know i realize like Apple's working towards a goal of paid streaming and that's beautiful but like you know th- this is not fair for artists so like in you know she does try to use her platform oh, for, for other sure. things than like exactly it's me or katie or it's me or kim exactly. like um and so because of that, and like, you know, when she was dating Calvin Harris, do you remember that? Oh my
0: gosh, I forgot about it. Um,
1: he literally tweeted something that was very sweet at the time because they were dating. But he was just like, I just finished like a DJing set in Vegas and like my girl just changed the music world. And in reference to the okay. fact that like she then reversed Apple's decision and like yeah. got... like So like it, she's so powerful and she can be very Powerful. She's one of the most powerful women in the music business. Um, so then it has all led to this. I know. Which I think well, is should the we talk most about,
0: important. Thing. Should we talk about her new deal first? Yes. So just because I, I know we've talked about it in previous podcasts, right? But just very briefly, it's that okay, so she is, I believe, the first recording artist in history where. Any music she makes with her new record label, she immediately owns the masters too right
1: I think uh, so is that true that I, she's the first record?
0: i don't know i don't know if that's the case, but i if she's not the first she's one of literally very few you know I think that's super rare, and I think it's because of all the influence she has and how she can guarantee certain amounts of revenue for her record label yeah, and so she was with big machine for like the first X amount of records deal expires. She moves over to somewhere else. And part of her deal is that she owns the masters and she, you can tell that again, like the stuff with Spotify and Apple music, it's not so much for her. I mean, it is for her obviously, but she also wants that, not to become the exception so much, yeah. You know, at, at least that's what she says, and I and I believe her, I take her at face value, yeah. For those things. So,
1: I mean, like, I didn't really pay attention a lot very much to this news when it was first announced. Um, but I knew it was a big deal because she had been signed to Big Machine, um, uh, her former label since she was 14, yep, and so to like. And so, like, that did ring something in my head. Like, okay, like, that's that's pretty significant, right? Like, not that people have to be lifers, but, like, like she's literally grown up and, like, like, done, like, six albums with them and, like, has only been under one label. Um, and, you know, it was just interesting that she was going to a company like universal music group which is a fairly large group but she wrote what you know what you were saying um as part of her new contract like it's not just for me but like any sale of their spotify shares goes directly to artists um and that was really what made her sign with the group that like That they were willing to not just compensate her it for a deal for getting her, but like that they were willing to do that for all of the artists under their label, which is also a pretty generous thing for her to even ask for because she didn't she doesn't have to do that. Yeah,
0: she could have looked up just for stuff, but I remember one of the things part of her contract, not part of it wasn't part of her contract. Part of the deal was I will sign with you. But what you have to do is, and I forget where the money was. It was either Spotify or it was, I forget what it was, but it was record labels were going to receive, oh, the record labels were going to receive a sum of money for like Spotify's, I think they had sold shares to something, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And record labels could or could not, or would or would some rec- record labels would, some record labels would not count that as towards the advance yeah. that some artists owed them. Yeah. And Taylor Swift said, I need you to, for all artists that are under contract with you, it must go towards their advance. Yeah. And if but if you don't do that for them, I will not come. Yeah. And Warner was like, fine, we'll do it. Yep. You know? Oh, and so there's this advocacy for other recording mm-hmm, artists. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's there. And right? I and so now here we go. Right. So this advocacy for, for recording artists and changing this archaic like system in the recording industry on one side and then you have this personal beef on the other side and these come to a head and this is why we and it's that's why we were we were being so cryptic about it yeah is because now we can we needed to because it all culminates here culminates here which
1: I think is the most important yeah yes fight of her
0: career more, I, I i i I hesitate to say most more because the do you remember this the thing you told me about where it was the the picture where she sued some guy for a dollar? Oh yes. I mean that was important. Well, her so.
1: music career.
0: Yeah. Fair. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let, let's get into it.
1: Again, I want to say that as many problems that people have with Taylor and the way that she's quote unquote manipulated things, you know, for her whatever.
0: More or less fair. Mm-hmm. Some people, people say more, some people say mm-hmm. less, but um, varying degrees you more. know,
1: like wh- I think I think part of why I keep going back to her is because of things like, um, you know, like advocating for other artists, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you're right. Like that, that lawsuit that her fearlessness on the stand, her refusal to, um, not call it for what it was to be so bold and brazen on the stand Mm -hmm. and like, as she was being grilled by prosecutors about like, are you sure you were going to So defiant, right? I, there's literally no other words for his hand being on my ass. Yes. Like stuff like that. Like she, she is trying and like, you know, even with the political stuff, like especially in her last single, um, which is really all about like gay rights, Mm -hmm. um, human Mm -hmm. rights. Um, A lot of people think it's a little too late, but...
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I'm in that camp.
1: And, like, being political. um, Like, she refused to say who she voted for in the 2016 2016, elections. Um, Sure. But at the same time, I'm just like, at least she's doing it now. Yeah. Like, so... That's fair. That's fair. Whatever. Anyways. But, yes, you're right. But aside from that, this is the most important important I feel like thing or fight of her music career because it really does have a tremendous impact on her like music and her like her as an artist and creator of yeah. stuff so um I don't know do you want do you want to go through it do you want me to go through it
0: I feel, uh, if you could go through and I will chime in I okay. feel like that that would be the most efficient okay
1: yeah okay So a couple weeks ago, um, news broke that Big Machine Records, which is her former... label uh, closed a deal to be acquired by um, Ithaca Holdings, which is Scooter Braun. And if you don't know who Scooter Braun is, he he's is, the guy who found
0: Justin Bieber. He is right. the manager
1: to Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Carly Rae Jepsen, Carly Kloss, um, just a bunch of people. But he is
0: best known for being Justin Bieber's manager. Yeah. Um, just a quick aside. Yeah. Is that is where it, it wasn't like he was a talent manager and... He had accumulated all this talent, and then then he got. To, I mean, he's a dude who found Justin Bieber on YouTube mm-hmm. and was like, "I want to be that guy's manager," and then used that mm-hmm. as a springboard. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was working for CAA,
1: yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know? he's like. I mean, he's pretty impressive in that way. Like, he's oh yeah, built oh this for sure, entire career for sure. Um, not just managing artists, but like now he now he has a whole business of owning. Yep. Things, right? So, um, he, so he bought Big Machine. Yeah. Which means that he now owns all of Taylor Swift's master recordings from 2006 to 2017.
0: I mean, everything, is, every album she's ever released.
1: Mm-hmm, before this new before one. For the, the new movie. one, yeah. Um, so that would have been one thing, right? That would have just been like, sure. okay, some dude owns all her stuff. Sure. What... Makes this so complicated. The reason why this is the combination mm -hmm.
0: of the two different tracks.
1: She responded to the news in a very lengthy Tumblr post. Again, she's one of the very few artists who uses (laughs) Tumblr as her main mode of medium. She basically said that this is her worst case scenario because um, Braun has been orchestrating incessant, quote unquote, incessant manipulative bullying against her for years. So you know Kanye West used to be one of his clients, yeah that makes total sense right so like um like when kim Car- Kim Kardashian orchestrated that recording the video recording snippet um Scooter like was involved. Like his two clients um, got together to bully me online about it. So like I think she's talking about Kanye. She's talking about Justin. Um, and there was like a photo mm-hmm,
0: or a video mm-hmm. of something with all. Of and so
1: quote unquote, now Scooter has stripped me of my life's work and that I wasn't given an opportunity to buy. Essentially, my musical legacy is about to lie in the hands of someone who tried to dismantle it. Um, and so that she also says like i i try to own my work and instead i was giving this opportunity um to earn one album back at a time so for every one album that she would make under big big machine they would give her the rights to her past album so if that if that if she had taken that deal, she would have had to make like six new albums to get the rights back to her right. six old albums. But then what happens to the six new albums that she she's made, always like, six. It, behind. Yeah. So, um, she walked away because she knew that, you know, um, once, you know, once she signed the contract, like he would, you know, sell the, sell the label and then sell me and my future. So like whatever. So she's really throwing big machine labels founder Scott um, Borchetta under the bus so like the fact that like Scott Borchetta who she like felt like was just not giving her what she wants or needs you know I don't even know bed with Scooter Braun who apparently has been bullying her for years like like that just culminates in this like nightmare scenario for her whereas like it's not just about me and my life's work but like who is orchestrating these things and it also plays into this whole like Women have historically have had no control over their bodies, their lives, their like everything, and like in a in a way, it's it's sort of like it mirrors now a little bit of that content, narrative, yeah, right, yeah.
0: And you know, it's interesting. You no, know, I, I I I wouldn't even say that. You know, so even with big machine, it's like I forget what you said, but it's like it's not even that. It's it didn't even seem like they were negotiating under good faith mm-hmm. with Taylor Swift. It was always to put her to get her into a position where they could leverage her into like oh like hey look at this contract we have Taylor Swift under don't you want to buy us don't you want to buy us out you know because then you could own you know then you have Taylor Swift in this position Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Um, and so normally it's like all this like celebrity gossip stuff and this personal stuff it's like I don't really care too much about Um, but what fascinated me. What's fascinating to me about this is that, you know, I think there's two separate issues here. There's, and I, I remember reading Taylor Swift's, I don't, I don't, I don't have access to her. I don't know what her Tumblr is, but I I think I've read it online yeah. somewhere, right? And it was, what I noted was that there seems to be two things going on here. One is that there's the injustice and then there's like the nightmare, right? The injustice is that she doesn't, it's crazy that in 2019, recording artists still do not technically own the masters yep. to yep. their own music, and I yeah. get. I'm not saying. Listen, like if you're a record label, like you have to make money somehow, and I get it. It's like, like I, when don't you're even, I don't even. I don't really know how much how it works. Honestly, right?
1: if you're investing x amount of money into somebody to make them a star, so that they can make more music and be successful um it's the idea that we're pouring into you right and so until you can do that like we have to own something and like you're not profitable so you're gonna sign us like you're gonna sign your work away um and so i mean as a business person you kind of have to get that right yeah for sure it's just but it's so true like it
0: just seems so I wrote impressive. something yeah. why do you get to keep it so I, I want to talk my thing is in perpetuity yes. that's the yes. thing right yeah. in perpetuity like I get that you know regular labels have to cover themselves or like you know limit their liabilities so they can't do it for anyone but it, 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 what seems crazy to me is that someone like Taylor Swift who is one of the biggest recording artists in the world even she cannot own yeah, I own music. I it's mean, one thing if it's like a band that like is signing their first studio album ever. but sure. like, Taylor Swift, like, come on.
1: But, you know, um, the background here is that like even very, very famous artists very rarely own their own masters, right? So like the Beatles catalog alone has been like sold a bunch of times mm-hmm. and like the, they never owned, Michael Jackson actually like tried, like I think bought the catalog at one point. Um, Prince, you know, he changed his name to the artist formerly known as Prince because it was all about, like, his music being owned by, like, Warner or whoever his record label was. Mm -hmm. So historically, like, this has always been a thing where... And I guess I do want to give a little bit of context of, like, what a master is. Sure. Steve, I don't know if you know the definition or... I don't
0: know the technical
1: definition. Me neither. But (laughs) it basically... Like, anything that you can make money off of, so whether that music is being used in a movie or...
0: Commercial. um,
1: Commercial, like, it comes from the master recording. And so whoever owns the master recording actually gets to make money off of it. So if you hear Taylor Swift's song playing in a movie or whatever, like, chances are... Or not even Taylor Swift. Actually, that's a bad example because we're just... We're talking about that now. But, like, if you hear anyone's song being played somewhere... Chances are they're not actually seeing the check for that. Especially... The record leader, or yeah. it's whoever um, yeah, exactly. owns...
0: Unless, unless the um the songs are owned by the estate, mm-hmm. then it is owned by a record leader. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and when it's owned by the estate, that usually means, like, the recording artist just, like, does not make music. and Like, that's how long it's been. Like, yeah. they're probably not active. Yeah. Yeah like actively making music yeah. you know and so the injustice is that taylor swift did not even get a chance to like per to like she wasn't even given a chance to like even try to purchase the rights or the masters of her own music that is the injustice the nightmare is like
1: well but you know. here's the thing so this is the feudy part of it right, all right um so obviously like the people on the other side of this they aren't, claim, going to, they claim, aren't going to sit yeah. silent. I and mean, like, honestly, Scooter hasn't really talked about anything. He, like, he he. I think basically, like, people have said, like... His wife he, has. Oh, his wife's crazy. But yeah, like, basically, like, sources have said that, like, he's reached out to Taylor and, like, has asked her to, like, talk to him privately. Um, but he hasn't really said anything. But Scott Burschetta, who is the um, head of Big Machine, has been very vocal about Taylor your dad's on the board of big machine like there's no way we could have sold big machine to ithaca without him knowing so the fact that like you claim that you heard about the news when the news broke like cannot be true that may be true True. or maybe taylor swift's dad decided not to attend the that shareholder meeting because he knew it would be in conflict with like his daughter's work you don't know that um he's also scott has also claimed that like we've given you a chance to buy back your records. I th- and I think, I don't know what the exact number is, but it may have been like $350 million or whatever it was sold for. Like, it's not that Taylor doesn't have that money in the bank, but I also think like owning your masters in that way like would have meant, like essentially she would be owning a record label and like, I don't know that she wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's other reasons why I think like she- It's not um, so clear It's not so clear cut, but, but there's also like- but there's also another side of the story. And so I know you don't really want to get into, like, um, like, you really, like, you really want to talk about, like, the the artist and their right to own their own work. It just gets so complicated because it's Taylor Swift. That's and why it's so intertwined, is, um, right? You know, I think, like, Taylor and, like, pop superstars, like Prince, like the Beatles, if they were all alive and together, or even Michael Jackson, um... <laughs> They're really the only people who can, like, start this conversation and, like, show people, like, how the music industry works and, like, how effed up it is. But at the same time, they're the worst people to, do, to like, have that conversation because why would you ever feel sympathy for any of these people right they still make so much money in so many different ways um so it's like that weird like i don't know the term for it but it's just like this weird like i don't know am i using it correctly catch 22 i don't think i am um situation in which like the only people who can be really talking and leading this discussion are the people who really shouldn't be because like it doesn't affect affect them them as much as like that starving artist or the artist who like is not at that level and doesn't have money to play around with or whatever. Um, I don't know. The other thing I think here is that uh, I wish that we were in a different timeline where the public sentiment is not so against taylor swift but i think we're at a point where because this isn't her first battle feuding with anyone this isn't her first like time at the rodeo um even taking on the music industry right and because anytime she opens her mouth to say something there's like Counterpoints upon counterarguments about yeah. counterpoints. Yep. Um, she's just kind of become less likable, and I think it will change when her new album comes out because, like, it, the the tide always changes when like people listen to her music and people like. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's Reputation again. Like, honestly, anytime she releases a single, it's not as great as the rest of the album. Like, look what you made me do. I hated that song, but like, Reputation is a good album, and like, it's true. Like. Shake it off. I personally love Shake it off. It's not everyone's favorite song, but the rest of 1989 doesn't sound like that. Like that's it's, true. So I think right now, like she's put out two singles that to me is a total regression in her career. Like they're so poppy, they're so generic. They're songs about nothing. Really about nothing. Even well, no, the second one, the second one,
0: I take back. The first one is kind of about
1: nothing. The second one is also about nothing, in my opinion, because it's it's not smart. It's not. I, I think she's trying to shed light on like a huge population of her fans which are you know people who are gay but the song itself is okay i happen to like that song but if you look at the lyrics like they're basic and they're not taylor they're like not smart enough to be Taylor with lyrics um and so if those two songs that she's come out with so far were better received were more positively received i also think like things would be a little bit different but right now she's at a point where like I need her to put out good music so that people can look past all of this other crap all of this other personal stuff that like she has going on um and focus on that and like and then we can have we can continue having the discussion about her as an artist but like i can't we can't have this discussion about her as an artist like in the middle of like her parading around in her cat's like yeah. costume and like another like is she friends with this person right. or not? Like it's just like she's become she's created this world in which like sometimes it really is hard to root for her. Um even though for something like this, like it's so clear to you and I that like like she deserves more ownership of her music. Yeah. I, I don't
0: know. No, I, I hear what you're saying. It's almost like The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Yeah. You know, it's like yes. you roll your eye, but, you know, if you really look at this, this is so different than before, even if it's with the same parties involved. Even if you look at, like, her feud with, like, Scooter before this and after this, it's so different. Yeah. Because it's like, the injustice of it is that, like, you know, this isn't, yes, this is, like, personal because it involves him, but... You know, we were talking about this off mic, where I just think, like, even if it wasn't scooter, even if it was an, a neutral party, yeah, someone coming in, buying, you know, your big machine, sure. yeah, and then now owning the masters to your like catalog, yeah, when you didn't get a fair chance to purchase it, when you could have afforded it, yeah, like that is the injustice. The nightmare part is that oh god, of all people, it's him, yeah, you know. And that's why I feel like this is just, like, so, so different. And this is why it's, like, the, juxt- the juxtaposition of, like, these two different, like, lives of Taylor where it's, like, the girl who cannot help but always be in a feud mm-hmm. and the recording artist, like, behemoth who is an advocate for, like, so many yeah. smaller recording artists. And it's just the these two things coming to a head. And that's why it's, like, and it's not clear-cut, like... I feel like it's not like so black and white, you know, yeah. like we were presenting all these like counter arguments and like all these different perspectives. And it's just like, it. like for me, it's like, even if it wasn't Scooter, even if it wasn't she like had beef with, let's say it was just like some venture capitalist who like was like, oh, this is like a good way to make money. You know, even then, like, I'm still just like, this is this, I cannot believe this is still a thing. You know, it's like yeah. really hard to believe.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly though, like, I feel like what people should be talking about is the stuff that we're talking about, which is this injustice of it all. No one But I think, I think this was, I mean, to be really, really honest with you, I think this was a misstep on Taylor's part. I did To over, not, I don't want to say overreact because I- To make it more about
0: him than what happened.
1: Yes, because she, she essentially- went with the narrative of him being a bully more than like you can't talk about the two things because people are going to pick up on one thing over the other and in this in this instagram like world that we live in like of course it became then about like who liked her post over who liked Scooter's posts and which one of her celebrity, which celebrity like right. sided with Scooter versus, because they both are very, very like well-connected. Connected, influential. Deep-pocketed people in the industry. So it it really just became about that. So now this is just a PR battle, right? Like it's, it's where the superstar artist is like feuding with this like, Superstar manager yeah. slash business mogul, yeah. um, and they're both trying to control the same narrative, and it's it's that it the conversation has just become that versus whatever. So I think like honestly though I do see some positives here. Um, like I I mean just in terms of like Taylor like not for all artists because that's a huge bigger issue of your owning the rights to your own music and stuff, but, like, they're going to have to work together. So Scooter Braun and Taylor Swift, so they're going to have to work together because for, you know, anything that you do with, like, reissuing or, like, greatest hits packages, like, those are all things that, like, they're going to just have to work together to work those out, even though he owns that stuff. Um And I don't think he's going to willy-nilly wield his, catalog like her music around because of what's happened he's he's not so stupid he's not dumb he can't do that um and then even with taylor too i think like i don't think that she's going to i don't know like i think she i think she's probably going to be a little bit more careful about just overreacting and doing what she always does which is um reacting emotionally like I I I just think that like it's mutually beneficial to both of them to like figure something out and you know I have hope because like she's she's done it before like I'm sure people at Spotify and people at Apple like hate her guts a little bit right but at the same time like she's done it and now you can hear her stuff on Spotify, you can hear her stuff on Apple music. And then apparently like you, they're all being well, like everybody's being well yeah. compensated for it. So I, I mean, I think that, you know, um, it like, they'll be fine. Cause they are superstars yeah. and they are both going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, Taylor, just I love you, but like, home Like, yeah.
0: you know, I, I feel like she lost her grip on the narrative when she talked about like the bullying, and that's not to say that that's not important. But I think it's super important. But yeah, I think it's super super important. But what then happened was when other celebrities like Demi Lovato or Justin mm-hmm. Bieber, whoever mm-hmm. chimes in, mm-hmm. now you now their their footing is disguised. Misunderstood. Yep. He's not a bully. Blah blah. Yeah. blah. When like, who cares? You know, not who cares. It's but not like, about, but it it's not about. about that. Yeah. That, you know, it's like when other celebrities chime. When other celebrities chime in to defend Scooter, it's never like he has a right to own your music. Yeah. It's always he's not a bad guy. Yeah. You know when, and that shouldn't be relevant. Yeah. To this discussion, like right. that should be a separate discussion. But yeah. because she. She is the one that like mixed the two. Yeah. That gives people an out to be like, oh, he's actually not a bad guy. We don't have to talk like they're not talking about his ownership. When you see random recording artists like Nelly or Flowrider, like chime in. They're Say like Say it again, Flowrider. Flo <laughs> like I they I don't think either of them have a relationship with Scooter or Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know when. So it's like when people who are not involved talk, they talk about the Masters. Mm-hmm. When people who are involved talk, it's about, it's about
1: like I love Taylor, it, I love Scooter, exactly. Yeah,
0: and yeah. that's the misstep. Here. Yeah, you know, like these are two different conversations, but because of that Tumblr post, and I'm pro Taylor on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm pro recording artist mm-hmm. on this. Because of that Tumblr post, people have combined the two discussions into one thing. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be problematic.
1: Yeah. I think I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned this in our discussion. I think um, I mentioned this while we were talking. Sometimes, like, it's hard to tell what. So if you hear this again for the second time, sorry. But um, basically, like, I think that. Um, for someone who started off the Tumblr post about, like, this being her worst case scenario because of the bullying and the yeah. online bullying yeah. that she received That's a good point. from Scooter, Taylor knows exactly what she's doing when she posts a Tumblr post. She knows, it, what, she what, she knows what the aftermath is She knows exactly is what mean. the ramifications are going to be. Snake emojis. Um, like, it's... It's almost giving, unless you are explicitly telling your fans, and even when you do this, they're not going to do it, like, don't go after whoever I'm attacking. She's explicitly giving people permission to go and
0: online Not even permission, she's directing She's.
1: She might as well, like, link to his Twitter, link to his Instagram, and be like, go, fans, go. And so, again, that... And it's also just hard to play the victim when you're a millionaire. Yeah, I get it. Many, many times over. And you could have, again, not part of really people's business plans, I guess, but, like, you could have also bought these masters. Again, many different stories of, like, could she have really bought them? Like, they're But, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard. It's, like, it's very, very hard to, you know, not think about the other stuff that, yeah. the c- complexities of Taylor Swift like we yeah. can probably write a whole thesis on it yeah I mean this is all related um, but again it I think, like it's not but isn't that what makes someone human right like there's yeah. not just one side to somebody and people make mistakes and people grow from things so like to me like I, I just go back to that like I can berate her for being certain things, but like I also feel like she's trying and she's growing and she's learning. And you know, sometimes she does everything she does is on so much of a grander scale. But at the same time, like she's a complicated human being, and so are you, and so are me. Like so, so are me. Like I don't know, I am a complicated human being who does not know how to speak English. But so am I. So like, I don't know. It's yeah. it's really I'm, just not.
0: I'm very curious to see where this goes. I yeah. don't think this is a simple solution. I don't because think... she
1: hasn't said anything. Yeah, and so he hasn't said anything. Since. I'm I'm
0: very curious to see what, and I, I actually do think this is something we're probably going to revisit as like as time goes on and stuff comes out. Yeah, you know, because I don't think this is a simple. Oh, they settled. Yeah, like it, that. It can't be. Yeah, and so I'm I'm very curious as to what the future holds for both of them, especially when it comes to to this. Um. Should we take a break here and do yeah. come back with yeah. uh, Obsessions? All right, so we're going to take a break right here, and we'll be back with Obsessions of the episode. And we're back. Okay. Um, so let's. we're going to take it down a notch, talk about things that are a little That lower. got heated. Yeah. Um, that got really intense. Um, okay, so Obsession of the episode, mine is it's a throwback to 1996, 1998. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 1998. My... Um, My obsession is I, so the the movie Detective Pikachu came in, and I haven't watched it yet. My uh, there's like a group of guys, those of us that we're in like we're all in like our mid thirties, and we're we've been trying to find time to watch Pikachu, but like you know all of us are married, two of us have two out of the four have kids, and we haven't had find we haven't been able to find time to watch it, but that like spurned in me like a. A desire to like revisit the world of Pokemon mm-hmm. and so I've bought I bought like a Nintendo like uh handheld system like the 2DS and I've like started playing some of the old Pokemon-y I only ever played the first one and then that led me to like look up YouTube clips of like cartoons and stuff and yeah. I'm like I feel like I'm re-immersing myself in this world and I have you can ask my wife I've been like Obsessed? Not obsessed. I don't know. I've been playing a lot. I've been watching a lot. It's like it's it's a lot.
1: But you don't play Pokemon Go.
0: I did when it first came but out.
1: But you haven't gone back to it. No. Okay. No. You don't feel I, like you're no. going to. Okay. I'm not going. Okay. to. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Okay. I don't feel the need. Okay. For that. And then next week I'm gonna, and you're like, guess what?
0: I know. I <laughs> know. I've so there's like it's like twenty years worth of games that I have to get through. So,
1: <laughs> I like um I feel like. Steve, for as long as I've known him, like he doesn't, um, like we both have a very healthy sense of like self, right? Uh-huh. Like I don't think we're like lacking in the self esteem department yeah, yeah, in any yeah. way. Um, but like when we were chatting about like what our obsessions were going to be, and you like briefly alluded to it, you were just like, "I'm a loser." I
0: <laughs> literally have never heard you say, "Yeah, that you know, I'm just, I'm like a 30 year old dude," and because it's like I talk with my friends' kids about it you know it's
1: good to have things in common with people yeah, of all ages yeah. it's like
0: uh, my f- one of my, fr- one of my uh, friends like their like 11 year old son I was like talking with him like intensely about it like asking him so many questions because I had so many questions about the past 20 years and yeah. he hasn't even been alive 20 years you know I was like hey, what about this what the, how do I do yeah. you know and I, he's like because I wanted to play the games through as efficiently as possible yeah. and so I had so many questions yeah. you know and he he answered all of them or most of them and a lot of stuff I do and
1: now you have a new friend yeah sure
0: so so it's cool it's cool being into the same thing as 11 year olds that's
1: so funny I don't know I'm into it I'm into it I don't think you should be sad about it
0: yeah I'm a little sad but it's okay what about you? What's, what's your obsession?
1: Um, well, way. if you're going to call yourself a loser, I am also going to call myself a loser because my obsession of the episode slash life has been Chris Evans, yeah. as you know, right? Yeah. So, you well know. Well documented. For anyone who has been worried about his post-Avengers career, fear not, guys. Fear not. So mm-hmm. basically, he has two movies coming out this year, which mm-hmm. means that he's been in three movies this year. And I'm just like, sir, you go. You go. Mm-hmm. Um The first is a uh, film called The Red Sea Diving Resort, and the trailer just dropped this past week, and it's going to be on Netflix on the 31st. So basically, it's about, um, it's like set in the 1980s, Um, it's about international agents um, who use a deserted retreat in Sudan to smuggle thousands of um, Sudanese refugees to Israel, I I don't know if it's based on a real story, but the um but the trailer looks real good, real intense. There's a lot of people in it. So like um Ben Kingsley is in it. Hmm. Um Bill Pack. is it Bill Pack? No, who's the guy? Um there's people in it, but like he's like the only name mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. like it's like Chris Evans. The Red Sea Diving Mm -hmm. River. Which I think is interesting. Um, He's bearded. He looks great. Um, It must have been filmed, like, after Infinity War, maybe. Because, like... Bearded Cap is the best Cap. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Bearded Cap. So, the six total minutes that he's in Avengers (laughs) Infinity War, I'm all about it. Um, And so, that's, like, a serious drama that's going to be, like, here in two weeks. And then, um, on the flip side, like, a couple of weeks ago... You know Ryan Johnson, who directed yeah. uh, Star Wars and Looper. He wrote and is directed a movie called Knives Out, and it's an ensemble uh, comedy drama um, about like um, like a detective comes to interview like the relatives of a patriarch who dies on his eighty fifth birthday celebration under suspicious circumstances. So basically, everybody in the family is a suspect. Yeah. The trailer is really funny and he is really funny in it because he is like this like entitled like brat and like it's completely different from like obviously like Captain rap. Rap. Yeah. um and that all, that's gonna come out in november and like there's actually a lot of famous people in this like so basically it's like daniel craig and like jamie um oh what's the lady from this um halloween jamie lee curtis oh. and michael shannon and like um tony cliff like there's there's a lot of really really famous people in it but those two trailers like uh for knives out in the red sea diving Resort, i think you should go watch it I will. yeah I will. so chris evans as always every other episode <laughs> obsession
0: awesome right. awesome and right.
1: also his twitter is
0: gold his twitter is gold. Yes. all right uh great okay so uh make sure to check out the trailers uh, for that make go sure ahead. you go
1: play peak <laughs>
0: Pokemon. Pokemon. If you, I, I highly uh, recommend it. If you're into that, um, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get uh, your podcast. Uh, and until next time, you want to say bye, Jen.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.